I think I love telling the stories of people that wouldn't get told otherwise, mm. you know, so I, I feel like in this day and age, in this culture, people sort of revere celebrities, but I feel like with journalism, we get a chance to um, sort of highlight what local community members are doing that's making an impact on their community. From Burlington, Vermont, this is Behind the Byline, a podcast that shares the stories of the free press's journalists. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer, a rising senior at Middlebury College and a summer intern with the free press. Today, I sit down with April Barton, the youth forward reporter for the free press. In her role, April focuses on issues affecting children and teens in Vermont. April is from Texas, but moved to the Green Mountain State in 2017, joining the Free Press two years later in 2019. April, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. How are you doing in in general this summer? I'm doing great. I I love Vermont summers. They're my favorites. So um, it's, it's a great time. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Excited to hear about your experience in journalism. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What were some of your hobbies as a child? Yeah, well, I grew up in Texas, so I'm a long way from from my original home, but I I grew up loving to play soccer. I still play soccer even in a women's league during non-pandemic times. I also was in musical theater and show choir, actually was in the same show choir as Kelly Clarkson. No way. Yeah. That's a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I don't know her anymore, but you know, I, I knew her once upon a time. I got to see her uh, sort of rise through the ranks. Um, nice. And then uh, I just, I still enjoy and discovered a love back when I was a kid of sci-fi and fantasy and just, I'm totally still into all of those types of pursuits. Love it. And I mean, did you always like to write? Did you grow up as a writer? Did you like English classes? What was it kind of I, like? I did. I loved English classes, but I loved all things. And I think um, when it came time for college and deciding what I wanted to do, I kind of couldn't decide. And because I loved everything, journalism mm-hmm. was a way to sort of be able to explore everything, every subject. Right. And I think I do have an early memory, though, when I was in second grade, I wrote this fiction story and my teacher loved it so much that I got to do the morning announcements and read my whole story to the entire (laughs) elementary school that was like pre-K through sixth graders. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I I wrote this for me, but there was something interesting about other people finding enjoyment in it as well. And I think that's where it sort of sparked my interest even more. Right. So, you know, in your professional life, have you always been a journalist? What have you, what have you done? No. So my background, I went to school for broadcast journalism. And so I started out in TV as a reporter and as a fill-in anchor, did that for a while. After I met my husband, his career has taken us all over. So we lived in, after Texas, there was Louisiana, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Vermont, New York. So uh, we've lived in a lot of places. And in that intervening time, I sort of found other things to to do and worked in marketing for like a hands-on science museum. I also did marketing for a a whitewater rafting, mountain biking and paintball company. Yeah. in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. (laughs) So that was cool. And then for a while I was a stay-at-home mom. But I always felt called to to sort of come back to journalism. It was my first love. And 
I had to make the transition from broadcast to print. And fortunately, the the great folks here at the Free Press were able to kind of take me under their wing and and help me sort of make that transition. And it's been amazing. I, I, I love getting to do what I get to do every day. Awesome. So you joined the Free Press in 2019, and we, we were speaking before we started recording that you've spent most of your time for the Free Press, like in the pandemic era. What's that been like? It's been interesting because... <laughs> Coming back from having been sort of a stay-at-home mom and coming back into full-time work, I was really excited to get to see my coworkers every day and be around people and adults. And, you know, five months in, all of a sudden we were back at home, you know, and so it sort of felt like, oh man, now I'm back doing what kind of what I was before, which was staying home every day. But I, I think it's, it's been good and I've, I've loved getting to do what I can do. And there's so many things you can do working remotely now, which we wouldn't have been able to do, you know, decades ago. So I feel fortunate for that. But now that we're getting out a little bit more and especially doing interviews in person, like I'd forgotten how much I love getting to meet new people and talking with them in their environment. And we're getting to do that more now, which I love. Yeah. For the Middlebury campus newspaper, it would always be Zoom interviews. And when I was able to actually meet someone, I was like, I don't have to log into Zoom to interview them. Like, this is crazy. Absolutely. Something special about just being in person. Yeah. And I think you get more from a person too, whenever you get to sit, you know, across from them and and make eye contact and all of that. And so I think it makes your writing even better. Right. Totally, totally understand. Uh, so when you joined the free press, have you always covered, you know, children and teens in Vermont? Has that kind of been your beat ever since? It has been. Yeah. Yeah. So when the position was open, it was written as the youth forward reporter. And I was very interested in that. I've done a lot with children and families. I have a child myself. So it was already something I was personally interested in and invested in. So I felt like I could, you know, bring my own experience to it a little bit. So yeah, and and I love that because it's it's not just kids, it's also families. And there's a lot of education news I do as well, covering schools, that sort of thing. So it's a very broad topic. Mm. There are a lot of things that I can find within that beat. Right. Yeah. So as you just alluded to, there's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm sure no day is the same, but I'm curious <laughs> what a day in the life uh, of April Barton is. And I'm sure it's kind of changed as, as the pandemic guidelines have shifted. There's new things to cover. You're covering in different ways, but what would you say is like kind of an average day in the life of April? Yeah. Well, it's interesting here. I'm sort of, I for a long while, I've been kind of on the morning team. So we actually start early. We start at seven and go until three. And so I get up earlier than the rest of my family and I'm already at work in the morning because we usually try to cover one story that's sort of a daily shorter story in the morning. And then I can spend the rest of my day kind of working on a longer form enterprise piece. But so I'm already typing away as my family gets up and usually I have some coffee. Fortunately, my husband's able to take care of, especially during the school year, getting my son to the bus stop and all of that. And then like, especially in the summer, one thing that I've really loved about Vermont summer is that I can go out to my my deck and I've got a table out there and an umbrella. So I usually just bring my laptop to my table and work outside where I can hear the wind blowing through the leaves and watch the little critters scurrying around (laughs) my yard. And that's been really fun. But yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it's each day is sort of dependent on whatever story you're covering, right? exactly what's going to happen. But, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun. I've 
I've enjoyed it. So you've done some different types of journalism, the broadcast, and now you're here with the free press. What's your favorite part about being a journalist? Is it speaking to people? You, you mentioned you're covering, you know, children and, and teens and families as a mom. I'm sure that's special. Mm-hmm. Do you have kind of a favorite part about it all? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I love telling the stories of people that wouldn't get told otherwise, mm. you know? So I, I feel like in this day and age, in this culture, people sort of revere celebrities, but I feel like with journalism, we get a chance to um, sort of highlight what local community members are doing that's making an impact on their community. And we get to sort of like show, you know, the incredible, incredible bravery maybe they're bringing or, you know, some new concept or new idea or something special that they're doing. And and I love that we get a chance to sort of focus on these these local people who are making a difference. Yeah, it's always special to see like a finished product of a story like that where you tell this awesome story. But, you know, the behind the scenes work isn't always easy. Is there, you know, what's difficult about being a journalist? Is there something that kind of sticks out? What, what are kind of the challenges you face? Yeah, well, I, I can... Two come to mind that are sort of the challenges. I think the topics that you cover can sometimes be really heavy and can be difficult. And even when I was in TV, we did a lot of crime news. So I saw a lot of things that have sort of left an impression in my brain that, you know, it's sort of hard to get out. And so you 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 see humanity sometimes at its worst in journalism. And so you kind of learn how to deal with that. But it's it's always good if you've got a balance of of positive stories mixed with heavier stories and that can help you find that balance. The other thing I've noticed, especially recently, we get more uh, comments from people than we used to that might be negative in nature. Some people are mistrustful of the news media these days. And I've found that even when somebody sends an email or a phone call that's you know, where they may be upset and they've got sort of, you know, almost like they're they're ready to fight. If I am able to respond to them respectfully and sort of explain maybe what was going on in my head or our process or, or something that maybe they didn't understand that was going on behind the scenes, oftentimes, you know, it'll sort of diffuse things and then they're logical and nice and respectful back to me. And mm-hmm. so sometimes people just don't realize. But you know, it's it's tough. It's a day and age where people come out with fierce words right out of the gate. Sure. Um, and I think having a sense of civility is is really helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, you interact with people on a day-to-day basis. I'm sure you've told a lot of memorable stories. Is there one memorable story you've covered that sticks out? Here at the Free Press, I've done some like about... Boy Scout sexual abuse, I think was a an investigation that I worked on for a long time that I was pretty proud of being able to research it and bring some information to Vermonters about. I've done some others about PCBs in schools, but I think the one that most people that I've heard from more people than any other story I've ever done here was the one about the last two winters I've created an ice block igloo. So I made an igloo in my yard huh. out of ice blocks and I put food coloring in the the ice as as they froze. So it makes this sort of stained glass window looking no. igloo. Yeah. And so that's been fun. And people have really found that interesting. <laughs> and I even showed them this year how to do it, sort of like a how-to guide and had people asking me questions about where do I find all the products. Yeah. What gave you the idea to, to do that in the first place? You know, I saw it online, but really it was 
COVID had started and I wanted a way to get out of the house and just enjoy something during the winter. And so I, and I'm always finding like some new activity or new hobby. And then I, I put like all of my effort into it. And that was what I did that summer Sure. or I mean that winter. And so yeah, it um, just became something that I was I gonna say, I'm sure you didn't grow up doing that in Texas. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. And so an adjacent question for you, is there a memorable subject you've covered? Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot. I think I'm even writing a story right now, or I just finished it about uh flagpole policy in the town of Fairfax and how they've dealt with whether flying like the Black Lives Matter flag is if that's a if a flagpole can be a vehicle for free speech, what does that mean for other school districts? And so I found that really an interesting subject to to cover because of the complexities are around the different perspectives and what is legal, what is not legal. But what I've loved was talking to students who are incredibly passionate about what they believe, the change they want to see in America, how they want to accomplish it, and and just like this unstoppable drive to accomplish their goals. And that mm-hmm. gives me a lot of hope. And so talking to a couple students that I talked to with the story, I thought was really inspiring. And I'm looking forward to seeing their words get printed. And I sure. hopefully they'll enjoy seeing you know, themselves reflected in the story. <laughs> right. Yeah. You've covered a wide range of stories throughout your career as a journalist, both on the broadcast side and more on the print side. You know, is there one lesson you've, you've learned? I'm sure you've learned many, but kind of what's one central lesson you've learned as your career as a journalist? I think it's to always be open-minded. I think both in what you're covering, but also just in different perspectives. So I think we always want to be balanced. And I think it's good if you can see things from a different point of view and respect that and and try to bring that to light and offer it that way. But also I think there are oftentimes when you go into a story and you have a very specific idea of what it's going to be. And I think being able to be open where maybe it leads you down a different track, you know? Mm. And so after you get there, after you talk to people, something else occurs to you. like, you know what, maybe the story is something else. There's, there's something really interesting over here that I want to cover that I didn't even expect to going from the beginning. So I think being flexible and being able to see those happy accidents. Yeah. I've, I've, and you know, the few weeks I've been here, that's happened to me multiple times. You go in with a very clear cut (laughs) picture of what's going to happen. And then you interview someone, you're like, oh my gosh, this story is taking a a different turn. (laughs) You gotta be, yeah, you gotta be able to adapt. And, and that kind of segues into the next question is, you know, what's one piece of advice you'd give to kind of an up and coming journalist who just, just about to break into the industry. What would, what would you say? I'd say just be curious, you know, want to find out information about anything and everything and be willing to sort of follow that path wherever it takes you. I think that way you never get bored, but you also bring a fresh perspective and a fresh light to things because it can get easy to, to, you know, get in a rut or covering the same topics over and over, but just to be, you know, curious and creative, maybe you can figure out a different way into the story than maybe everyone else is. And that can keep it new and fresh and interesting. Yeah. So April, I have some rapid fire questions for you. These are light, quick. What is your favorite season in Vermont? Definitely summer coming from 
Texas. I love it when it's 80 degrees and above. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and then what is your superpower? I would like to say finding new hobbies. <laughs> I like... find something that I become totally obsessed with and I focus on that for a period of time and then I move on to something new. Like making igloos. <laughs> making igloos was definitely So you said soccer has been a hobby for a while too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one has lasted the years. Gotcha. Uh, and do you have a favorite spot to relax in the Burlington area? I love to have dinner out during the sunset, right by Lake Champlain. That's what some of my favorite times have been those types of moments. It's a pretty spot. (laughs) Finally, who is your favorite journalist in pop culture? So that has changed a lot over the years. And instead of naming one, I'll name a program that I love that has never gone away. It's always been one of my favorites, which is CBS Sunday Morning. And what I love about it is... There are lots of long form stories that will focus on quirky characters or interesting hobbies or interests from people or really touching heartfelt stories that they'll tell. And and I just, I I love those that sort of make you think Mm -hmm. and make you appreciate, you know, people or things that you may not have encountered before. Awesome. April, thank you so much for coming on to Behind the Byline. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much, Blaze. I appreciate your questions. This has been Behind the Byline, a podcast that shares the stories of the Burlington Free Press as journalists. I'm your host, Blaze Seifer. Thanks as always for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.